0: Live long and prosper, Rabbi. And thank you very much for joining us again. Um, uh, I I look at the Star Trek background, uh, which we have used a couple times already, but it reminds me of, and this is something we discussed off camera. Now I really sound like we're professionals uh, about the start of the new TV season and how I used to look forward to the start of Star Trek in September and now there is no new TV season per se. There's a fall and there are so many shows that start and come and go over the course of the year that there's no one big rolling back of the curtain. We lose that anticipation of, oh, it's September, the new TV shows are out, let's go see. And what what is that? A, is that a good thing? Or is it a bad thing? Do you think we've lost something? As I've talked
1: before, in and of themselves, most things aren't good or bad things. We have to wait and see the outcome, and we have to weigh the benefit burden and see what they do to us. And I think the trend, what you're pointing out, is not healthy, it's not good. We are inundated, not just 24-7, but with thousands of channels, and by channels, I don't mean just video or just audio. We're over, 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 all over- the,
0: inundated.
1: Over inundated. And the, one is it becomes a distraction. Before I can do anything, I have to check. I have to look at all these different places. Then by the time I'm done, I either don't have the energy or I've lost my creativity or I'm tired and I need to take a nap. The other is we become desensitized. We see the same image on every single channel over and over and over. And the importance of the event is lost. Really, you become desensitized because it's it's too much to see the same, to hear the same news over and over again. And it requires a lot of self-discipline, which a lot of us don't have, to shut it off, to turn on something else. And the, these two things, I, I believe, are continuing down a not a good path, that there's no TV season anymore, there's no anticipation, there's nothing to look forward to, and everything is always, which means that the producers need to come up with something to keep exaggerating, you have to keep upping the ante, because how are you going to get my attention? if you're not going to get it with a new season, or uh, I have to wait for something, or even the show itself. So we're watching TV programs, media, become more ridiculous, more extravagant, more unrealistic.
0: And years ago, uh, a TV season was 36 episodes. Now, all the TV shows that are highly touted and, oh, you can't wait to see this. This is going to be great are six or seven or at most 12 episodes. And then it's over and you have to wait another year for the next 12 episodes or six episodes or seven from, you know, Game of Thrones went from what was it? I think originally 14 or 15 episodes, its first season to four in the last one because they couldn't keep up with the thrill factor.
1: And the other thing that happens is I'm not anticipate because once I watch those six or 12 episodes, there's gonna be another series I'm gonna start that has six or 12 episodes. And then when that's done, there's another series. So when my first favorite show comes back, I go, oh, I'm not sure. What was that about? I find that I sometimes have to watch the last episode of the previous season before I watched the first episode of the new season because I forgot what happened, even though they do a recap and have a summary of what happened because of the timeline and also because I've lost interest.
0: And another factor that comes into play is, I mean, when I was young, there were only three channels on television and there was a lot of time where there was stuff on TV I didn't want to watch. I couldn't rotate up and down to the hundreds or the six hundreds or the eight hundreds to see what was going on in that range of channels. So I had to occupy myself and I did that by reading, by drawing, by using my imagination, by going out there. Nowadays, we never run out of channels. And if we run out of channels, we can always go to our phones. And if we run out of our phones, we can, I don't know what, but sooner or later there will be a chip in your head that you could just push and start is that hurting us is that is that our doom foreshadowed
1: I think we have to deal with it we have to talk about it I I remember 10 o'clock at night nine o'clock first at nine o'clock we watched the American flag heard the star spangled banner then the test pattern came on and tv was off at nine o'clock and then a little bit later 10 o'clock then 11 o'clock the problem with a lot of things in our society is we don't talk about them We don't deal with what it's doing to us. We talk about content, but we don't talk about what is this doing and how do I control it for myself? I watch less news now than I ever did. Though in reality, I'm watching as much as I did 50 years ago. I'm 75. So where the news is 24/7 on 87 channels, I will now watch 15 minutes, half an hour maybe, which is what I used to watch because it's repetitious because it's, it's antagonizing, because it's polemic, because it's argumentative. It's not news. It's not teaching me anything. And I think that's what we need to do in school and what we have to do with each other. Instead of talking about the content, we have to talk about what is it doing to us? We have more shootings this week. We have more shootings every week when we don't seem to do anything about it. And I think part of it is we're becoming desensitized. Oh, I think when I want to turn on the TV and who got shot. I wonder how many kids in school got killed. Rather than being appalled or upset, we become desensitized to it. One is because it's happening. The other is because we're inundated with the same footage, with the same interviews of what happened. And it would be a better service to say, what does this do to me? And how can we stop it or prevent it? rather than rehashing over and over again, and then inserting a commercial for a laxative or a medication, uh, it, it just creates this, I don't care attitude to something that's extremely important. To answer your question, this, none of this is good or bad. It's our response to it isn't good. That we are not dealing with how this affects me, my children, grandchildren, and then how do we correct it? Because there are, there are problems. And the beginning of solving a problem is admitting we have a problem. And it also is admitting that we need to get together and discuss a solution rather than antagonizing each side and making it a polemic and using it for self-aggrandizement. We have to look at each other and go, there is a problem in the Middle East and we need to discuss a Palestinian state, a two-state solution. We have a gun problem. We have a shooting problem. We need to discuss how to do it. Not my way or your way. We need to put everything on the table. But I think all the media, all the channels, all the everything does the two things. It desensitizes us to it. And then we change the channel because we get overwhelmed and we want a distraction of another kind. And who wants
0: to watch the Middle East story again when they can watch Dancing with the Network Kardashians while they make. Battle in the kitchen and rebuild their home.
1: It's not good for anybody. The winners or the losers. Well,
0: how do we turn off the TV? How do we turn off the social media? Do we, what, what's a guideline? What, what can we say this much and no more on entertainment or, and how much time should we spend on information? What's, what's our gauge
1: for that? I think we all have that gauge. Just like on our, the dashboard of the car, everything's going digital and as opposed to analog. And sometimes we don't have anything other than a warning light. However, I think it's all the same. It's internal. That's what the gauges on the car are doing. When you get a light coming on or a message, it's, and now the new Teslas will actually see what's wrong and order the parts to fix it. So it's being totally taken care of internally. I think that should be our model. What is it doing to me? Am I ignoring having a good time? Am I ignoring my family and wife? Am I sitting, staring? Am I listening with headphones? I go for walks and I I do recorded books, both from the library and from Audible. And I used to listen to a book. I just wanna listen to the cars, the planes, the leaves, the birds. I'm going for a walk. I can listen. Anytime it's recorded, but there are sounds I'm going to miss. And so we have to say, what is it doing to me? What is all the time I'm spending? Is it diverting me from doing something else? Is it keeping me from having a good time? Is it making me angry? Because I walk around angry. Am I jealous all the time? Because I saw on Facebook, everyone's having a great time on these great vacation places. And here I am stuck. My life is miserable. It's terrible. Look at all these great things people are doing. I have to stop and go, wait a minute, like the lights on my dashboard. It's internal. What is it doing to me? Not There's no external criteria. I think that's a mistake, Joe, to look for something external. We have to stop and do an inventory. What does it do? How much time should I spend? And what should I spend it on? And if I do, what am I not spending time on? And which makes me happier or more satisfied? Not talking about for the moment of a a thrill or an excitement, but what's creating peace, serenity? Well, one thing
0: I know for sure, Rabbi, is that my gauge is never completely full when it comes to your wisdom. I always need a little bit more to keep me going. Thank you again so much. Well,
1: Scotty, be me up because I'm bored.